Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. back welcome back everybody throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet the greatest success story the world has ever known and that is america i want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the cl bryant show and hey listen folks uh, I'm really glad to be back live. As most of you know, I've been out on the road. Um, well, it's what I do. It's what I do. But we're, we're right down to this, the finish line right now. We must get DJT reelected. In fact, I was down in his home uh, spot, uh, near his home spot and around there uh, this last weekend down in Palm Spring and then on up to uh, Port uh, uh, Palm Springs, Palm Beach, Palm Beach. Got to go out to Palm Springs. So I don't know what good it would do, but we'll go out there. Uh, but Palm Beach, Florida, I was down there, and then I was up to uh, Port St. Lucie, and I uh, had a wonderful time in both places. But friends, I met some really good friends in Port St. Lucie, actually reunited with Lee Lamson and June Lamson, and I met their daughter, Leanne, and her son, Tanner, wonderful people, patriots, great time there with my old group tea partiers. We were right then, we're right now. Let me tell you something, folks. We were discounted. Coming up on 11 years. Tomorrow will be 11 years ago that 1.5 million of us marched on Washington, D.C. I got a chance to speak to that crowd. And, hey, the rest is, I guess, is why I'm here today. Otherwise, I'd just be running revivals around the country, probably. But this is the situation. I ran into and reconnected with Lee Lamson and his wife, June. And you know what I felt? I felt the spirit of patriotism alive and well in America. Folks, you guys ought to find the fire in the belly for this nation that they have down there in Port St. Lucie. I'm going to tell you more about that a little bit later on. But uh, shout out and kudos to Lee Lampson and his Tea Party group down there, folks. Uh... It ain't over. And we must get this president re-elected, or it will be. But at this point in time, it ain't over. And it won't be over until you, the people, say it's over. And how do you do that? Well, the mindset that is being created in all of us, and and stay tuned because coming up at the uh, top of the next hour is going to be my good friend, a confidant and uh, businessman extraordinaire, oil man, gas man, Mike Woods. He's been on with me many times. In fact, sometimes he sits in and co-hosts when I'm on the road. And Mike, I, I'm telling you, man, uh, I'm going to be on the road a lot, I think. 
I'm, 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 no, I know. Trump's going to win this thing. He's got to win it in 2020. But Mike is going to be on with me. And, of course, our home state is the great state of Louisiana, where oil and gas is the lifeblood of our state. He's going to give us some insight as to um, what that would look like under Biden and what that could look like if we're not stupid. Friends, there is a a mindset of of dependency that Americans are being exposed to, especially our children are being exposed to this lean-on-me type of uh, mindset, right? Listen, understand this. I'm all for helping whoever I can help. Can't help everybody, but I can help who I can help, okay? And that's the way Americans are. We've always been that way. We don't have to be coerced into it. We don't have to be legislated into it. Americans just have that spirit about them. It comes along with e pluribus unum. That's, that's, it comes along with that. It's ingrained in us if we'll let it happen. But this um, mindset that's taking hold of lean on me you know, and, and, and that type of thing, no, I don't need you leaning on me. I don't mind helping you along, but I don't need you leaning on me if you can walk. Are you hearing me? If you can walk, you need to do your best to motor on down the road because we all have, hey, the song even says it, our own load to carry, right? We do have it. And I'll help you bear your load. I'll help you do that. There's no problem with that. But there's no coercion that should come along with that either, champ. Let's do something that we uh, are not seeing see happening right now, because right now Joe Biden is about to enjoy the benefits of low expectations. What am I talking about? What am I talking about? Listen, right now, Joe is not expected to do well in the debates at all. Everyone is saying. Everyone is saying that the president's going to rout him in the debates. Okay, hey. Let me tell you something. Dr. Thomas Sowell and Herman Cain were, were, were two, are two of my mentors, or Dr. Sowell is still one of, one of my, my mentors. And thank God for his uh, graciousness to appear in my film. And, and, you know, it's one of the great minds that uh, America has, uh, has produced, that the world has produced. And Herman Cain was one of them as well. Rest in peace. Uh, the real Herman Cain. But listen, when we think about the mindset that they are trying to create in us, it's a mindset of codependency. And right now, Joe Biden has this low expectation in the debates. I think we ought to flip that. Let's give Joe the ability to meet our high expectations. Shouldn't that be the way it goes? Shouldn't that be the way? Because right now, Joe Biden has always been a loser from a small state. I can understand if he was a winner from a small state. But Joe has always been a loser from a small state. Now, Kamala Harris, 
golden opportunity. You can call her the golden girl. But downtown Willie Brown, I've met him a couple of times. Downtown Willie Brown is one of the slickest guys you'll ever meet. Willie Brown, former mayor, mayor of San Francisco. Yeah. Hey, he calls her, um, you know, got to watch her. That's what, that's what it says. Evidently, she turned on him. I don't know what the deal was. I don't know what it was. But Willie Brown doesn't have a whole lot. Yeah, he could be sour grapes. I mean, he was a boyfriend. You know, he was married, and he was going with her. So, you know, it could be sour grapes. I mean, you could check it out. I'm not, I'm not spreading rumors. Huh? I'm not doing it. Yeah, he was married and going with her. And all of a sudden, she, you know, becomes, you know, this big-time elevated person. It happens. So he just may be spouting off sour grapes. Or she may be. Who knows? But I know this. She did not make the first primary. She was dropped out of the race. People had lost interest in her. And, you know, what sense does it make? Not to hold him to a high standard. What has he done? What can... What can you possibly do for us, Joe, now? And you haven't done it in 47 years. I mean, I mean, you want us to believe you then in the past? Or you want us to believe you presently, Joe? You don't have that kind of chops to to ask us to trust you then or now because you've never done anything and they're expecting you not to do anything which means that and hey now this is what it means it means this since he has such low expectations he only has to whole serve In, in order, he just has to return. In fact, he doesn't have to return. He doesn't have to hold serve. Joe Vi- Biden only has to return volley. <laughs> He's just got to prove he can swing the racket. And the way they got it lined up right now, that'll make him look good. If Joe can just show everybody that he can do, have a backstroke. Huh? Got a pretty good forehand, Joe. He's still he's got a pretty good forehand. It's been pretty good. It's pretty good forehand. He's never been good enough to win him the presidential election or the the nomination, the presidential nomination against real contenders, though. Who do he have? He had Buttigieg. He had Kamala Harris. Who trounced? He had Bernie Sanders, who is a socialist. Elizabeth Warren. Come on. I thought Amy Klobuchar was the one who should take him down, but Amy just didn't have that it thing i've met amy a couple of times and she and she's a nice person dedicated to the liberal cause though brilliant great mind but she just doesn't have that what you call uh it factor she doesn't have the it you 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 put amy Klobuchar's brain in kamala harris's body hey you got somebody who's dangerous (laughs) big time well kamala really doesn't have that it factor either and that's my point. 
You have a Democrat ticket that needs to live up to their calling. Listen, Donald Trump was an accomplished man, and I knew him before he was candidate Trump. I had met him and, and knew him before he was candidate Trump. Donald Trump, and it was a brand, an international brand, long before, you know, Apprentice or anything like that, long before that. Oh, he had won and lost fortunes, <laughs> business fortunes. Long before uh, Joe Biden ever plagiarized his first uh, note. <laughs> well, he did. I mean, it's public knowledge. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to smear Joe. Joe has done the job himself. I, it's there, and. Just like any of us should own up to whatever it is, Joe, let's just, it's all going to be, don't think that this is not going to be put on the table, Joe. You know how the president likes to fight. And America, let me tell you this, and I want you to understand this. You have been so coddled. We have been, we have been uh, so coddled. And the only way to, to not be coddled is just don't be coddled. And that's, that's the path I've taken. I, I wouldn't want anybody coddling me, okay? Except, you know, somebody who is, you know, close to me. I don't mind that. But as far as being coddled by the government, no, Americans, we had gotten so used to being coddled and, uh, you know, pampered and uh, spoken softly to. And everybody gets a trophy, too. That we actually believe that somehow that is the real world. It's not. And our young people are beginning to think that they can't be happy unless they're living the lives uh, that they see on the Internet or on Facebook. Or, you know, hey, it's more than that. But we're so coddled that we can't stand someone to speak directly to us. It, it comes off as abrasive. Do you know how coddled we are? Do you know how soft we've gotten Americans? We've come a long way from the days of our founding fathers, and they were very direct with one another. They actually dueled with one another. Have you not heard of Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton? Huh? We, we are not founded on the principles where everybody gets a trophy. We're the nation that has the Super Bowl, for crying out loud. And guess what? In the Super Bowl, the ultimate goal is that there's a winner. What am I saying? I'm saying that Joe Biden doesn't understand the Trump mentality, and I'm afraid too many Americans, and I certainly hope enough do understand the Trump mentality to grasp what it means to be a winner. See and say. 
say and then see. It's a principle I live by because it's one that God gives us from the very beginning of existence when he decides to reveal to us who he is. In my opinion, in my discipline through scripture, he, he reveals to us who he is and who we are in his image. And the way we should have this domain that we have gotten from him. And that's the first gift he gave us was domain, right? America is our domain. Dominion. We got it. Why do we give it to people like Joe Biden who will squander it on a loser's mentality? Huh? Why? Why would we do that? we need to do is embrace a mentality that's direct and we need to embrace a leader who's a winner and is dedicated to winning, not finding excuses for losing, not being a victim but finding a way to win finding a way even after you fall down to get up again finding a way to descend down and escalate to a podium as a businessman, emerge as an attacked candidate, take on 16 dwarfs in a presidential free-for-all when the smoke cleared. DJT still standing. And I am convinced, I am fully persuaded that after October 29, yeah, Trump's definitely going to still be standing, but will Joe Biden at least meet the expectations of anyone on the court in this tennis match when they start bothering back and forth? Will he be able to return Trump's serve? Will he be able to return the volley from the press? with the low expectations that you are putting on Joe, that you're surrounding Joe with now, and that the press is trying their best to surround him with, with low expectations, the only thing, by the time, uh, let's see, September 29th rolls around, the only thing Joe will have to do is show up, and they'll say he won the debate. No, I want to know why a loser is wearing the mantle of the other major party in this country. What do they see in him? That's what I want to know. Let's have some high expectations. And I'm telling you, if we start that mantra, Republicans, conservatives, grassroots conservatives, and folks down there in Port St. Lucie, Lee Lampson, we have high expectations of this loser he loses like he's bound to do. Joe can mess it up real quick. Barack said that. But I think we'll bag this guy. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you for coming along with me daily as we build a bridge to conversation here on my flagship station, the flagship station, Red State Talk, the largest talk platform in the nation, most listened to, the talk monster throughout the fruited plains and around the globe. If you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not and the Red State Top Talk billboard is there. And every hour, 24-7, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there in Times Square. And old C.L.'s face looking right back at you about a block from where they dropped the big ball. I don't know what they're going to do this year uh, or 2020. I wonder what. Uh, it's gonna, I guess that's going to be restricted to what a shame if it does great American event uh, I don't know how they do it I've never done it and probably won't but uh, who knows you never say never so friends hear me now <laughs> we have to create an environment where Joe is expected to perform yeah, because sometimes, uh, get this, get this. In fact, I got this. I got this from my pastor, James A. McMenus. I got this from him. I'm going to share it with you. Oh, we share stuff back and forth, he and I. He doesn't mind me sharing his stuff. He shares mine sometimes. <laughs> he said this. He said, sometimes people are not rejecting what you call your truth. They are rejecting the package that it was sent in. And many times that's you. Oh, you don't, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. As we approach this, I think it's important that we, we, uh, we, we, we understand this. And folks, stay tuned. Top of the next hour, uh, my good buddy. Mike Woods will be uh, on with me, businessman extraordinaire, oil and gas uh, mogul, and uh, certainly am glad to call him my good buddy, my friend. He's going to be on with me. I talk about a lot of stuff. But sometimes I know that um, I have attempted over the last 11 years earnestly not only to uh, be a representative of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the best I could, but also be 
um, a messenger of the good news of America. That's what I do. And and I noticed something because uh, I don't I don't look like I should be doing that. To I'm talking to the black community now. To the black community, that's not what they're. That's not what what black folks are used to hearing come out of a a a black man. Okay, they're not used to hearing that. They're not used to hearing Republican and standing with Tea Partiers and this type of thing coming out of, of a black man. And so when you go to them, and, and you know, I'm a, I'm a businessman, I'm a pastor, I've been a pastor in, in, in my past life, a pulpit pastor in my past life, still a pastor, always a pastor. But this is the thing that I'm saying. If, in fact, the package is not what they anticipate the message coming in, then even though the message may be the truth may be right, they'll reject it. And and it's not necessarily that they're rejecting the truth. They're rejecting the package that it came in you. They don't know you. They can't recognize you. And so people, and I'll just use that as use that as an example. We're black people, but I notice all people are like that. All people are like that. If the packaging is not right, hey, let there be a dented box of uh, cereal on the shelf next to an undented box of cereal next to the ship. Nothing's broken. Nothing's damaged inside. The, the contents are the same. You're going to pick up the undamaged box every time, or at least the least damaged box. And that's all we ever do. We, we, we just, we, that's all we can do because everything in this, so this fallen world is damaged. So we're just making choices. And, 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 and yeah, Donald Trump, along with you and me and everybody else, he's a damaged box. But for America, you had better believe this. He is the least damaged box when it comes to choosing between him and Joe Biden. And ditto <laughs> when it comes to Kamala Harris and Mike Pence. Ditto. Uh, I certainly believe that Mike is the least damaged box, perhaps on the stage, but that's a good thing. That's exactly why the president chose him to be his vice president. I knew Mike Pence when he was Congressman Pence. Uh, we did kill the bill. You can actually Google it. Uh, kill the bill in uh, Indiana on the Capitol steps. I knew Mike when he was Congressman Pence. Mike is one of those Boy Scout types. Truly he is. 
And whenever you think about the very best that Indiana has to offer, yeah, you got to think Mike Pence. You got to think Mike Pence. Great guy. And so here we are with a choice. And we have gotten so soft that they reject the package that the truth for America is coming in to bring that conversation full circle. I'll go down the rabbit tree. You know, you know that. I'll go down the rabbit trails. <laughs> but somehow I, being an old country boy, I find my way home. <laughs> hey, y'all, you folks up in um, uh, North Carolina coming your way this weekend. I'll be there. Uh, we'll be advertising uh, big time. We're we're going to be a, it's a really nice uh, club that we're going to um, going to be in. It's a gala. What's it? Uh, Lincoln Trump? No, Lincoln Reagan Trump rally. It's a gala fundraising gala. Uh, join me there in North Carolina. It's right on the uh, well, it's the North South Carolina border. It's right there on the border. So all my friends in the North South Carolina area look forward to seeing you uh, this weekend. And uh, I'm going to do that out in a big way. And then, and hey, listen, just trying to plow the ground for the president. Um, uh, Of course, everybody knows that I'm a national surrogate for the president. And I just want to plow some ground down there. We need to unify. We need to get together. All of us need to be on the same page, make sure that we're getting people mobilized, all of that type of thing. We got to do it. We got to do it. This is the home stretch. I had the the Kentucky Derby um, uh, taped or whatever. Yeah, DV, whatever. And uh, (laughs) whatever it is on Xfinity, I don't know what it is. And uh, I was watching it, and uh, those immortal words down the stretch, they come. Oh, it was just amazing. And so uh, that's what's happening now. Down the stretch, they come. And according to the polls, it's, you know, tip for tap, head for head. I don't necessarily believe that, but that's where it is. So I'll be in North Carolina plowing the ground there and then i'll leave there in the next week um uh, two or three days after that i'll be up in pennsylvania i'll be in pennsylvania i think that's bucks county up in bucks county pennsylvania i'll be there and i'll fly from there out to utah uh my good friends out there in utah uh salt lake city um, but i think the event's going to be up in ogden at the liberty hall liberty center and um, so just uh, we just want to rally the base out there in Utah and certainly Pennsylvania. We need you. We need you badly, need you badly. And then uh, I, 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 I'm going to circle back through Florida after uh, I, I leave Utah and um, uh, from some friends, some really good friends uh, and one in particular that I've met uh, there. I want to um, circle back through there. And so I'm going to be on the road going to be on the road a lot and in october uh who knows who knows i might just sleep at the airports but that's how important this 
is. We have got to be willing to make whatever sacrifice to win this election that we can. If you know that you can do something, hear me now. If you know that you can do something to help motivate that one to vote for DJT, Donald John Trump, if you can do that, whatever that something is, it may be a phone call, write a letter, whatever. I don't believe the polls, but I do believe the polls. In fact, the way we're going to run this down the home stretch, down the stretch to the wire, we're going to run it like Biden is three lengths ahead and we need to catch up. That's the way we need to run this one. We need to run it right down to the wire like there is no tomorrow because Americans Americans for the way of life that we have known and and I'm not saying listen I know I know that I have said we have said these types of things on the trail during various campaigns going all the way back to 28 and to and 209 we've been saying this for a long time because uh I'm an original people okay I'm an original guy who, who said we're being taxed enough already and at this juncture hey listen at this juncture bernie sanders and ocasio cortez's child could not have dreamed of spending as much money as we have in these last six months it's out of control. We've got to get this thing back to a place where we're reining it in. And everybody's guilty, folks, I'm telling you. Everybody is. And the hysteria is going to destroy us. It will. The hysteria is going to destroy us. If we don't get a grip on ourselves. Pull out of this. And, you know, hey, listen, I'm speaking from the standpoint of someone who is, uh, well, I'm healthy. Okay, I understand. I get it. I have many friends who are not in in very good shape. They're not in good shape. And, you know, whatever, life has taken a toll on them. Their experiences, life has taken a toll on them. Okay? So, if this thing is very uh, detrimental to those with fragile health, then, yeah, they should they should be very careful about their associations. No question about it. But, friends, when we think about the hysteria and the sheepishness the timidity that this has caused among us makes me absolutely cringe, sick to my stomach to see Americans living in the type of fear that we live in. My dad uh, said something to me when I was really young. I, well, at least I heard him say it to my uncle, I think I heard him say it. And I thought it was the silliest thing I heard anybody say. 
until I got older. And then I understand, and I certainly know the meaning of it right now in the midst of, you know, this thing that's going on. It's China virus. He said, you're going to live until you die. Yeah. Dad and I talked about this years and years later. But that's the fact. Something, maybe nothing, maybe sleep takes you out. Maybe you sleep away. Who knows? But we all go. And you live until you die. And and listen, I, I just believe, and, and I'll say this to my dying day, that the creator knew that 2020 would come and that people would be faced with this. And me, I have trusted him. I've taken precautions, of course. Uh, on airplanes, I don't defy anything. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I take supplements and stuff, you know, for my body because you know you can't get it even. You can't get enough of it even food, right? So you take supplements to make sure that you get everything properly balanced in your body. But um, who knows what? You walk out, it's it's that old thing where you walk out in front of a bus and get run over, you know. So you got to live until you die. And and I'm one of those who I really believe you got to grab for, for all the, you know, on this one, and of course I go around with my hand in, in the hand of, of, of Jesus, you know, in the hand of Jesus Christ. You know, he holds my hand. And, but um, I live my life. I believe you, you go around once right here, then the judgment. But so you got to grab for all the gusto you can get legally and morally, you know, while you can. I, I believe in living life to its absolute fullest and not being brought under bondage to things that you shouldn't be brought under bondage to. And in my discipline, you know, Christ, the head of my life anyway, good, bad, ugly, you know, whatever it is I, you know, I may do, he's the head of my life anyway. So I'm going to live until I die. So I'm not going to be afraid of this. I'm going to be a good citizen where I can, but I'm not going to let those in elected positions be overbearing. And Americans, that's the thing that we cannot do. And Joe Biden is talking about mandates, masks around the nation. And some doctors are telling couples, put masks on when you're intimate with one another. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Hey, listen, if you give them an inch. Then we'll take that mile. We'll talk about it when I come back in just a couple minutes. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. C.L. Bryant, coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe over red state talk radio the largest talk platform in uh, the nation most listened to also want to thank our friends and replay around the country and also want to thank our partners our friends out in utah on um loving liberty kathy smith out there at loving liberty in fact she will be my host oh yeah i was mentioning to you i was going out to um utah i'll be out there on the 19th 19th at Liberty Hall. Uh, yeah, I'll be out there on the 19th, be in Pennsylvania on the 15th, and then out to 15th and 16th in Pennsylvania. Uh, then, let's see, no, it's the 16th and 17th in Pennsylvania, and then uh, the 18th, 19th, and 20th in Utah at Liberty Hall. And so, uh, beautiful place that uh, she has built out there. Um, she is uh, shaking and moving. Out there in Utah, Salt Lake, actually Ogden. Hope to see my good buddy Joe Carey uh, as well when we get a chance to break some bread together again in the great state. Oh, man, if it just wasn't so far from D.C. across country, you know what? I wouldn't be opposed to living in Utah. I wouldn't be opposed to living there at all. It's just fantastic. Okay. Home stretch. First hour of show home stretch don't have both hours of the show download uh, free vcl bryant show but i was saying that sometimes you are trying to get across a certain idea message to your kids or um your significant you know your wife, your, you know, wh- whoever it might be. Or it might be a, a group who's familiar with you. It might be them. But because it's you saying it. And, you know, Christ had the same problems, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was honored everywhere but <laughs> among some relatives. I mean, you know, I mean, his brothers and sisters thought he was nuts, and the people around him said, "Hey, wait a minute! This is not no son of God. This is that Joseph the carpenter's kid." You know, yeah, yeah, the, the package—it was in the wrong package for them, and it may have been the wrong package. You know that it's strange how sometimes your kids will listen to someone else. Say the same things that you've been saying all along. <laughs> it really used to tickle me. 
uh, I go up and I was on to to speak and um, it, I might be um, the closing speaker and we were there a couple of days earlier uh, for whatever it is, a conference or whatever it is. And, um, oh, I'd hear these, we'd hear these speakers and, uh, you know, Jane would be so knocked out by these speakers that she was hearing. And I'd say to myself, I, I said that. <laughs> and so, and so, uh, but anyway, it's strange how they, sometimes it's the package. Sometimes the folks will, will, people who, you know, they just will receive it better. And I guess that's why, you know, an evangelist, I've been, I've been both while I was pastoring churches, I would also run revivals too, right? Now I didn't have any problems out of other pastors members, did I? Of course not. Only had trouble out of my members. Oh, people at other churches loved me. You know why? Because I was coming in and I was leaving. I was going to be there a week or two and I'm gone. So they could listen to me. I could package the same things their pastor and their people have been telling them for years. I could package it in a, I'm just coming in a different, the gospel simply coming in a different package. That's why Jesus had 12 different varieties to send out. Send them out two by two so one flavor wouldn't wear you out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's exactly the way it goes down. Is that we are now, as Republicans, as conservatives, grassroots people, we are now at a point where we are packaging things in prudent, prudent and intelligent ways. At least better than we did. FreedomWorks, go to FreedomWorks.org, FreedomWorks.org and become a part of the largest grassroots organization in the nation. We boast nearly 6 million activists on the ground, just like many of you. I know at least 92% of uh, are of the conservative slant, fiscal conservatives in particular. And uh, maybe the other 8% that listen to the show, and I thank you for making the show so popular. Thank you so much uh, for that. And I know the other 8% of you out there uh, may be on the fence, some of you in that 8%. And then I know there's some who tune in because there are a lot of people who like to listen to you because they hate you. Quite frankly, they listen to you because they don't like you. And they're sticking needles and the doll to you. you Like I know they do to DJT. There are people saying they don't care. They don't care that the president had the lowest unemployment ratio between uh, blacks and Latino. He's bad. That Donald Donald Trump is just 
bad. I don't care if, if, if black people were working, if Latino and women were working in massive ways under uh, the first three and a half years of his, I don't care. He, he bad. He talks bad. <laughs> this, this is the kind of, are, are you hearing me? This is the kind of childish rabble that is going on right now. This is how sheepish we have become in this nation. This is how soft we have become in this nation. Oh, I don't. I don't like his tone. <laughs> what? I can understand. Listen, I understand when uh, well, the, the, the whoever in your life, the, the man, woman, boy, girl, you know, in your life, who may say, "Hey, you know, yeah, what's with the tone?" Yeah, I can. I can understand that. But a tone. Let me, Americans. Can I say something to you, right quick? Just for a second. Let me just have your ear for a second. A tone coming from someone like the president. And for those of you who are tuning in and out of, uh, you know, a lot of you, a lot of you tune in and out. I mean, I've, I've gotten texts and emails uh, saying, depending on what you all are talking about, some of you tune in rush, some of you tune out of rush and come to me. You know, well, I listen. Hey, by the way, I know I'm, I'm not under any delusion. <laughs> And I am competing with Rush. Okay, not under the lead, but we're on the same time. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing. People thought I was out of my mind to uh, come on at this time. But, hey, if you're going to run with the big dogs, you got to run with the big dogs. You know? Oh, yeah. If you're going to run with the big dogs, you got to run with the big dogs. And you got to run the same time they go run. Makes you better. Makes you stronger. Yeah. But anyway, here we are trying to uh, bring this thing on. But I would like every one of you, if you can think of the thing that is vexing you the most. And Jeremiah Wood said this, and we, we, we have some, sh you know, sometimes we don't see each other in a long temper, a long time, but when we are able to share with each other, whenever we're able to be around each other, just for a short time. Uh, these are men, these are uh, young men, these are men who I love. Uh, we, we're able to drop pearls into each other's lives, just little things that we say to each other encouragements that we have and, and things that we can help others with. So I'm going to share this with you. My good buddy, he's a, one of the greatest musicians in the, in the world, Jeremiah Woods. He came worship with us um, Sunday. He said this. If you can name the thing that's vexing you, it's a good chance that that is not the real problem. Oh, I, 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 want, I, want, I want you to let that sink in because 
uh, at the close of the show, at the very last segment of the show, I want to go back to that. If you can name the thing that's uh, vexing you, that's chances are that's not the real problem. Oh, think about ailments. Like, um, I, I, I mean, I pulled a muscle in my, in my shoulder. You know, I, I do my workouts and everything. I work out. But that may not be the real problem. Maybe a nerve. Maybe, a, you know, who knows? Chances are it's not my it's not my shoulder hurting me. No, it's a muscle, but it's in my shoulder. It feels like it's in my shoulder. Yeah, you know, it's nothing debilitating or anything. But if you can name the thing that's vexing you, chances are that's not the real problem. A headache is a symptom of something. That's not the real problem. In America, what I'm what I'm afraid of is that we're seeing a lot of symptoms and feeling a lot of symptoms of things right now in this country that are keeping us locked out of what the real problems are. We're not talking about them anymore. And we won't be talking about them ever again if Joe Biden wins the presidency. Oh, yeah. And listen, I want you to be afraid. Very. Do you know that's what motivates most of us conservatives and Republicans? Fear. That's the only thing that motivates us. So you better be very afraid that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be in the White House. Be very afraid. I'm CL coming up uh, top of the next hour, top of the next hour after the news break. Mike Wood. Mike Woods is um businessman extraordinaire, oil and gas guru. He's a mogul. I um, am glad to call him friend. He's going to join me after these brief words. And on the other side of the break, Mike Woods. Michelle, we go have Mike. Coming in, coming at us on the C.L. Bryan Show. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. Our number two of the C.L. Bryant Show. For all of you who are just now coming on aboard there in Utah, I want to thank you for coming along with us daily. And if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, I want to encourage you to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device. Folks, I've been doing a little traveling. I was in Palm Beach uh, down uh, this last weekend and on up to Port St. Lucie where I met some really, really fine people, uh, the Lamsons, uh, Lee and June uh, Lamson and his uh, daughter, Leanne. I met, their, met her son, Tanner, a wonderful, wonderful family, and I look forward to uh, seeing them. Uh, and um, all of them down there want to wish you kudos and great patriots there. You folks in North Carolina beheaded you toward you this weekend, and then you folks in Pennsylvania uh, will be planting the seeds and plowing the ground for whatever we can do to uh, make certain that DJT, Donald John Trump, is reelected president, and then I'll be heading out to Utah. So uh, then November comes around. That's all right here in the, these last weeks of, uh, of September. But then October comes around, and we'll be headed for the, the home stretch in November. And um, a lot of issues are very much on the table. Energy is one of those issues. My next guest is someone who indeed has his finger on the pulse of what's going on here in this country. He's my good friend, businessman extraordinaire. He is an oil and gas guru. He's my buddy and my homeboy, I might add. Mike Woods, welcome back to the show, man. Thank you, my friend. Good to hear your voice. You too, Mike. And uh, I'm glad that uh, you are well, and I trust that everyone around you is the same. Mike, tell us uh, what are we what are we experiencing you know most americans have lost sight of everything mike tell us about the energy that we're going to have to uh i don't know how's that going to affect the prices going to affect us well right now today's been an ugly day in the energy market in fact all the markets uh crude oil west texas intermediates dropped below 37 Brent crews dropped below 40 uh, a lot of it's having to do, we, we now are, are through Labor Day, so we're through our peak driving season, so uh, gasoline demand is going to go down. Uh, the hurricanes didn't help us any as far as shutting in some refineries, plus they're doing some maintenance, so there's there's no huge demand for crude oil right now. And of course, COVID has shut the airlines down. We're only you know about 77% uh, of the traffic has gone away from the airlines. Of course, they consume a lot of uh, lot of hydrocarbons so it's um it's kind of scrambling but it, it's it has stabilized through the summer cl i mean we were up uh west texas intermediate was 42 43 um and, and things looked like they were going really uh really turn around but it's it's, it's all about supply and demand right now and then as we go into uh winter time uh gasoline always gets cheaper because the winter blend is easier to make and cheaper to make than a summer blend and, and uh people aren't Yeah. Uh, which 
Yeah, but Mike, Mike, let, let me ask you this though. This is this is though. See, you for me, and and you know, of course, people like you, we we both have a gas gas oil interest in Louisiana. You know, as far as that's concerned, you have just painted uh, for. A bleak picture for the for the the energy uh, industry. But now, Mike, from your perspective, why is it a, a fatal blow for us to have someone like Joe Biden as president of the United States? Well, it, it would be fatal for a lot of different reasons, CL. Uh, first of all, increased regulations. Uh, one of the great things that President Trump did, uh, and, and people didn't realize, you know, the Obama administration had put some horrendous uh, methane emission regulations through uh, the EPA on us. Uh, and had Hillary been elected president, uh, those would have gone into effect, which would have basically shut down uh, a lot of especially smaller operators like myself because we couldn't afford to to, uh, to monitor methane on a well-by-well basis. Uh, Biden has already said that, that he was going to, uh, well, he keeps changing his mind. First, he was going to uh, eliminate fracking in, in one debate, and then he said, well, he's going to severely restrict it. And now he said, well, I didn't really mean what I said. Uh, he's going to eliminate uh, any new oil and gas leases on federal lands and offshore, which would be devastating to Louisiana. Uh, because, as you well know, we, we have a, a tremendous support system. You know, people don't realize, and of course, the rig count has dropped substantially uh, over the last year. I mean, we've gone from uh, 876 uh, land-based rigs last year down to 240 right now. Wow. Uh, and, and of course, with every rig down, you lose about 100 jobs. So wow. you're having a tremendous uh, bleeding effect on, on the oil and gas industry, both service and, and um, um all of the associated uh, industries, and, and it's just uh, those people are going away again. And, and see how this isn't the first time. I mean, you you born and raised here, you've seen it come and go, come and go. Um, the good news is, and as far as natural gas, natural gas is two fifty right now. Yeah. now. That doesn't sound yeah. like yeah. like a whole lot to a lot of folks, but it yeah. was a dollar fifty not too long ago. Yeah, it is up. Uh, it is up. But uh, still, Mike, it's still in the, it's in the, still in the toilet. <laughs> Yeah, it was $11 a few years ago, so it, it, it's all relative. I, you know, I told a friend of mine the other day, I said, well, can you make it on $40? I said, I'm so excited to see it all at $40 because it was $20 a few months ago, so it, it's all relative. Absolutely right. Now, Mike, most Americans don't understand the inner interconnections, the inner workings of uh, international um energy as far as they don't understand our connection with the rest of the world when we look at our situation that we are in as far as energy is concerned the difference between president trump and the contender uh joseph biden uh give us what that means to us internationally then or what the implications could be from your perspective well, there, there's some huge implications internationally, CL. The first being that a lot of the, the Arab states are bleeding cash significantly. Uh, Qatar's in trouble. Uh, they're all spending more money than, than they're taking in. And, and as we've talked about in the past, uh, the, the Egypt uprising was a result of, of the the younger folks not having jobs. And, and people don't realize in the Middle East, uh, over half of the population is below 30 and they're unemployed. 
And so as long as uh, uh, Saudi Arabia or Iran or Iraq or, or Qatar or any other nation, as long as they're able to subsidize uh, their their unemployed folks, everything's okay. But when the gravy train ends, uh, you have political unrest. And, and so there, there are numerous powder kegs over there uh, that we're sitting on. And, and, and then you look at, at – um, you know, India and China and, and other nations that are large uh, consumers of, of crude, uh, they like low prices. Uh, so it, it's um, those that produce don't like low prices. Those that consume do like it. So there's there's all sorts of um, uh, ins and outs. And of course, the United States, the majority of what we refine is foreign crude because our refineries are all set up to to uh, to refine sour crude, which for years, that's, you know, the, the U.S. until um, the last few years was, was nowhere near energy independent. And we, under President Trump and his initiatives, we were almost over 13 million barrels a day uh, domestically. That has dropped now almost 3 million barrels a day just in the last few months because of COVID, because of, of the, the drop in the price of crude. Wow. But... Um, well, Mike, let me let me ask you this: in the Middle East, because you got some countries that are just hanging, uh, hanging on by the, their fingernails, and, and uh, low crude prices don't bode well for the future. When we think about and and, and folks, uh, Mike Wood, he, let me tell you something: he he sits on various collegiate boards, you know, and so forth. He, he has his finger on the pulse. I'm telling you of what's happening in and around not only our state and Texas, but the country and the world, because he's a businessman. That's what he does. Mike, uh, what I'm concerned about is the indoctrination of our young people uh, that I don't know if we're, if we continue down this path, I'm concerned that we won't be able to recover them to a place where you and I grew up in. Uh, this will not. This won't be that place. Christmas, Thanksgiving, none of that. Easter, you name it. It won't be the same, Mike. Are you seeing the same type of effect? I do see some positive uh, young folks out there. I see some positive signs. But what happens if a Kamala Harris and that crowd begins to actually take power? Well, and, and you're seeing it with with a lot of, especially the, the, the younger folks that are that are out protesting now and and, uh, and trying to, to tear down our history. Uh, you know, I, I'll give you a great example, CL. I have a, a good friend whose son just graduated from college. Uh, this young man's grandfather was with a major oil and gas company. Uh, he went to school uh, as a result of, of the scholarships that his grandparents set up for him, and and, and during that four years. He graduated from a, a, a local high school here in Shreveport. Uh, during the four years he was in college, he went from, from one side to the other. And, and now, I mean, I, I, I give the family a hard time. I said, I, I can't believe that your son has become a socialist. And, he said, and they both <laughs> agree that it, it was four years of a liberal college. And, and when you're when you're in that stage of your life where you're learning, uh, unlike when you and I were there, and you had folks that were actually teaching you uh, uh, Things and not trying to indoctrinate you, but now it's it's strictly an indoctrination process in college, and, and it's you're exactly right to be concerned because um, we're teaching our kids garbage in school now, and, and they're coming out with huge debts, and and they're they're angry because they can't get jobs. Uh, 
it, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for the future. You know, I was uh, thinking when I was uh, I had a, a a professor at LSUS, Dr. Milton Finley. In fact, he lives down in Grand Canyon, not far from from me. hadn't uh, hadn't seen him in a while though. But uh, but you know the things that Doc Finley uh, enshrined in my head were differences in. And, and, and weighing the differences of people's opinions. And I credit him and people like Evelyn Hightower, you know, my forensics and debate coach and those types of people who who actually, I, I don't see the type of patriotism, uh, the type of love of ideas that you and I were exposed to uh, then being shared. I mean, it's just one way of thinking, Mike, about gas, about energy, and anything that you and I knew made this country work. They're tearing the thought of it down, Mike, not just the institution. They're attacking the thoughts uh, from the inside. They're tearing it down. Well, you're, you're exactly right, C.L., and, and when you and I were both at LSU Shreveport, you were encouraged to, to think, and, and they encouraged us to, to share ideas, and everybody's ideas were discussed. That's no longer both. Possible, you know, if if you are a, a, a right uh, leaning college student, you better not say anything about it because you will be shouted down and, and subject to ridicule and and, and and make bad grades because you, you can't you can't think that way anymore. And that's that has changed drastically since uh, the few years since you and I got out. Folks, I wanted you I wanted you to hear from this man on those various uh, topics because. Uh, I want you especially to hear the last thing that he said to you. Now, he's a an oil man extraordinaire, businessman extraordinaire, sits on various collegiate boards. Uh, this is Mike Woods. He said that our thoughts are being under attack. If, if you can't think like that now, or did you hear that? Folks, that's true. They're telling you that you can't think like that now. Mike, we got a lot of work to do. Uh, Men, um, God bless you and God keep you. Thank you for all of uh, your support and kind words uh, during the loss of my wife, Mike. And I, I, I just appreciate your friendship. And listen, thank you for coming on with me. And if there's anything Always that glad. If, if, if there's a parting word that you have to say, you got about two or three minutes, Mike, you got you got the floor. Well, I, I think as we go forward, this election, I think, is the most critical election that you and I have ever had in our life. And, and I think we've, we've lost sight about what it means to be a Republican. And I will tell you, it, it irks the daylights out of me to see the Mitt Romneys and, and, and the McCain family and others attack our president because um, he is he is standing up for what is right. And he's he's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. I mean, the first politician in my lifetime, and I'm a lifelong Republican, here we have a man who said, this is what I'm going to do, and that guy, he's done it. Uh, and, and the folks in Washington, the Beltway, they, they hate him. Uh, they're doing everything they can to uh, uh, to get him defeated from making up stories in the Atlantic. Uh, it, it, it's just, uh, it, it's critical. We've, we've got to get out of vote. But I, I'm encouraged, CL. I was looking at the Zogby poll that said the black voters are now 14% of them are supporting uh, President Trump. That the, the young African American voters are, are, are looking at him over Biden. So I, I'm encouraged. I think we're going to win. Uh, and, and 
I hope that it carries down in the Senate races and House races. But we have got to get out and vote because the Democrats are going to try to steal this election in any way they can. Absolutely, they will, folks. Be vigilant. Those were the the uh, the words that Thomas Jefferson left us. If we are to hold on to our freedom and our liberty, we must be vigilant. Mike, thank you for the uh, encouragement and exhortation of the troops out there. Mobilize. Go vote. God bless you, Mike, and God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Mike Woods, talk to you on the trail. Thanks for being on with me again, friend. Thank you, my friend. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was my good buddy. Uh, that was my good buddy, uh, Mike Woods. And uh, I got to tell you something, friends. Uh, hey, listen. What happened? What did I do there? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was just playing something back to me. Live radio, folks. Live radio. You never know what may happen. But I do know this. And Mike Woods nailed it. Yeah, I'll be glad when we get our technician. <laughs> Shut up. But uh, listen, Mike Woods nailed it. They, you can't, they're telling kids in college, other kids are telling kids, and of course their professors are telling them, you can't think like that any longer what are you hearing me Americans the thought Gestapo the thought Nazis used to love that Seinfeld bit the thought Nazis like the soup Nazi they're out there. And they will be quick to tell you. We're going to talk about this on the other side of the break. You can't think like that. I'm going to share with you because, you know, hey, listen, folks. Regardless of what setting you're going to find me in, um, I'm, I'm always going to give you a good dose of um, what's in the word of God anyway, okay? And Matthew 24, Jesus warns uh, his disciples, ask him about uh, signs of his return. And he describes some things that I'm going to share with you that are happening right now in the churches. In the church. And he finishes his discourse by saying, if it weren't, if those days weren't shortened, even the very elect, those in the churches, the elect, the, the churches, would not be saved. I'll be back. <laughs>
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. There was a statistic that uh, was shared with um, with us from the uh, pulpit uh, in our church Sunday by our pastor. You hear me mention my pastor a lot. Love my pastor. James A. Menace, Word of God Ministries. Love my pastor. And um, yeah, pastors need pastors. Every pastor better have a pastor. Well, you better have one. I have a pastor. He's mine. That's my pastor, James A. McManus. And um, he shared with us um, that when we think about why people don't accept a message sometimes it is because there is this spirit of offense that has uh, taken root somewhere and You know, it, it, it um, and, and offense, he said, is rooted in unfulfilled expectations. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it happens in, in just about any 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 relationship. I don't, I don't care. I mean, at, at some point, you may not express it, you may not uh, show it ever. You may not ever do it, but at some point, you will find yourself taking offense at something somebody that you care about does. And if you'll examine the situation, you'll uh, find that that's rooted in some thing that you expected that you didn't uh, feel you saw or met or felt or met or, you know, it, it, that's, that's what, um, yeah, offense comes. That's where offense comes in. That's, that's the root of it. Unfulfilled expectations. You become offended. And you will say, well, how does that play into the people burning down the people's what their message is, is that they expected America to actually be a city that you could, a place where you could pick gold up out of the streets. 
they they are they are disappointed that it's a place where you can have the gold but you actually have to mine the gold are you hearing me you have to actually go and work for it it, it, it gold just doesn't jump in your pocket you have to go get it now you say well they 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 uh you know exploit the the poor people there in the regions where the gold is and they steal the resources out of the the mines and they sell them for billions and billions of dollars giving these poor people um just a little bit of poultry stuff i want i want to i want to pull your coattail on something champ if someone did not mine the, the gold and the diamonds or whatever out of those mines, the people who have been living on that land for eons of time, they'd still be living on that land poor and fighting each other. The reason why they work is because it's easier to eat that way. And even though, yes, I agree, they could probably be paid more. But if they didn't have the job they were on, and that's why, you know, a lot of times we complain about, well, you know, it's the sweatshops, you know, and people getting paid. Well, bring those jobs home then. But you can't bring gold mines home, home. Although there is gold in Arkansas and places like that, you know. But I'm talking like in South Africa. There's no, there are there are diamonds here in America, yeah, you know. But I mean, the big time stuff is somewhere else. You can't bring that home with you. So those people have to have work. And if they didn't have that job, the gold and the diamonds, they would still be in the mines, and the people would still be poor, probably much worse off than they ever had been. You see. We oh, I, we could go on and on and on about that. That the people would actually starve to death if we didn't. And, and I, I didn't like the way the guy put it. And I'm not going to put it that way, but he made it sound as though if we didn't exploit them, they'd be worse off. And that's the mindset of an imperialist. That's not that's not the idea. <clears throat> the idea is to create jobs which create jobs, which creates jobs. You've brought the capitalist mindset to that environment. Nothing wrong with that. But now what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris wants to continue is us being offended at businessmen who make money. Hey, listen, this this year has been tough on. I'm, you know, my business has been tough on me. It's. It, I mean, a lot of things have shut. The, I mean, just shut down. I'm talking about revenues, cash streams, all types of things just shut down. 
I have friends, younger men than I am, who uh, had startups. I had mentored them. I talked to them about their startups and how to, you know, get things rocking and rolling, you know. They and this and this is the way it is with business. And this is why it burns it, it burns me up when I see these hooligans, these Antifa, Black Lives Matter burning down people's business. Burning down storefronts where people have put their life savings into putting that getting that business together. I know young men. I know young black men. But I know young men who put everything they had into that business. And it was booming before Corona. And you know what? Call me whatever you want. Call me a conspiracy theorist as far as that's concerned. That's okay. I can handle that. That's good. That's, that's, all, that's all right. If you want to call me that, it's fine. I'm not. But that's okay. You can call me that if you want that. That's good. I, I just don't understand this. And the president has asked this question. He's asked two questions that he's never got an answer to. First question, do the masks work? Do they really work? Second question, if the masks work, why did we have to shut down our country, our businesses for so long? Why? If the mask work. And then uh, the question that all of us should ask is if they don't work, why are we wearing them? But the president asked that question. Do the mask work? Second question was, if the mask worked, then why did we have to shut down American business for so long if the mask worked? And so it's it's been tough as far as keeping it afloat, keeping the show on, you know, travel. Well, you know, of course, you know, Freedom Works. We we thank God that um, we have the type of message that people need to support and believe is important for America. And you know, we soldiered through was able to, to to do a lot of work, but, you know, I, I make uh, the strength of what we do is being out seeing you. you know, as a senior fellow with Freedom Works, that's, that's the strength of what we do. That's what, I, that's what I do. I crisscross the nation once a month, almost every month. And, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, puddle jumping, I guess they used to call it. I puddle jump. And um, I'm just glad I don't have to puddle jump in a, you know, a puddle jumper. <laughs> Can you imagine that? If, but you know what? If COVID had hit back in the day when you could still smoke on airplanes and all that kind of thing, I don't smoke, but when you when you could still smoke on airplanes and all that kind of thing, um, they, I don't think. I don't think this would have ever gotten to this point. You might have had a lot of people, older people, uh, check out because that's what this does. Nature does that, you know. It 
it thins nature naturally thins the herd and that's what viruses do they make us stronger and they they take out the weak that's why those who are <clears throat> challenged immune challenged should you know you know you can watch yourself uh, you need to watch yourself my doctor um and even even at at, at my age uh, and I'm, I told a friend of mine the other night, you know, I'm, I'm just a young guy who's lived a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I look at it. I'm a young guy who's lived a long time. And, um, and that's the way I'll always look at it. And it's that type of mentality that keeps uh, a, a, a guy young who's lived a long time. And I, I intend to keep adding those that time up. I keep stacking it up, stacking it up. But in the meantime, I want to remain looking young, being young, and doing young. You understand? And Americans, there are people who don't really want us with that type of mentality. But we should have it. We should have it. And so, um, as we prepare ourselves, friends, for the journey that's ahead of us, remember what Mike Woods said. Mike Woods said that on college campuses, on college campuses, You have this climate where students are being indoctrinated with the idea that you can't think that way anymore. Otherwise, we're going to be offended at what you said. And you're going to be on the outs with us. In fact, we will actively ostracize you because you don't believe what we believe. All Americans are... uh, If if that doesn't... We're going to ostracize you because you don't think like we think. I, Fraulein, we have ways. (laughs) That's where you're going with this. Oh, yeah. That's where we're going with this. If you don't wake up. Got um, less than two months now to restore sanity. I've done, I was in Israel with uh, Glenn Beck. Restore Courage Tour. 
over there and uh glenn took a bunch of us joe carey was with us uh took a bunch of us into we got a really neat tour actually went way back in time and that restore courage tour uh, saw some artifacts there that were touched in pool that actually solomon himself bathed in you know and uh was able to touch the water and, and all that kind of thing the reason I mention that is that was the Restore Courage Tour. We need, oh man, it's too late to put something together. But if, after the president's elected, maybe we can do this as part of inauguration. I'm going to see if I can suggest this to the campaign. We need a Restore Sanity Tour in America. We, we got we to gotta, we gotta have a Restore Sanity Tour. We've had Restore Honor. That was Glenn's deal. That was part of that. Uh, we we I went with Glenn over to um, we were with Glenn over in Israel. Um, Restore Courage. And I think there's another Restore that I'm, I'm um, forgetting that we did with Glenn. Freedom Works. Freedom Works did with Glenn. And um, but what we really need is Restore Sanity. Uh, hook up once we get past this COVID thing. And this is what's nuts too. And we're going to talk about this the, the very last part of um, the show. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant show, download free the C.L. Bryant show. Okay, a vaccine is, is knocking on the door, right? A vaccine is on the threshold. Now, this is how venomous politics has, has gotten in this country. If it is in any way, if this is in any way something that will make Donald John Trump look good, then we had better be suspect of it. That's what Kamala Harris, that's the message that she is conveying to everyone. Now, the president said that, yeah, sure, he'd take the, he'd take the, um, the um, shot. Now, me, I'm not much in a shot taking. I'm not all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't mind telling you, I've never, I never had a flu shot. Never had the flu. I may have, maybe I have. I don't know. Who knows? If I did, it didn't last long. It certainly didn't take me out. I must have. I, it was just a bad cold. Me colds never hang on to me more than two, three days. Tops back to normal. First day is everybody is always bad, but they say coronas for people who are vulnerable to it. It gets on you, it stomps you. For people who are not vulnerable to it, it's just like you had a cold. And a lot of people say they feel like they've already had it. Maybe but I man. was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. C.L. back with you on this great day in the USA. It's all because of people like you throughout the Fruited Plains that uh, make this nation a great nation. We're not great because of our government. We are great because of our people. And it is the people, we, the people, we are the ones who will, in fact, survive this. But we have to ask the question, to what country are we going to survive to? You wake up on uh, November 4th. Because uh, it's going to be the wee hours, if, if even then, that we're going to uh, actually be able to know. Unless what I'm predicting occurs, and I'm, I'm still predicting it. But, of course, you, you have the, the reality of these polls who call it very close. But I'm predicting, and I'm on record in many places by saying, of saying this, I think it's going to be a much shorter night for Joe Biden than his camp is going to want to believe. I believe by uh, 8 o'clock, uh, nine, I believe by 9.30, 10 o'clock, I believe it's going to be an, a strong indicator that DJT, the president, is going to deliver a McGovern-like defeat to Joe Biden. And it's there. It's it's on them. They're they're stupid, and, and and the president is right when he calls. And listen, that's just the way. It's just the way he, he he's a straight shooter. Okay, he's just. I tell people this all. He's a straight shooter, and he doesn't suffer fools. And Joe Biden, in the president's mind, is a stupid man. Because of the way he's running his campaign. If Trump is doing it, Joe's going to do it. If Trump is saying it, Joe's going to say it. He's he's mimicking everything the president is doing. Huh? Everything the president is saying. Notice this. Even his plan to, you know, to reopen the the country is, he stole it. He He's a, you got to keep in mind, Joe's a plagiarizer. Well, all of us steal material. All of us entertainers steal material. There's no question about it. You make it your own. Yeah, you do. Of course you do. All of us entertainers do that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. You can't get mad at that. But every one of us know the difference in just plagiarizing. For instance, I share. I'm going to share this with you from my 
then I got about a, <clears throat> a few minutes left with you today uh, for my pastor. And of course, tomorrow will be Wise Woman Wednesday. Wise Woman Wednesday uh, tomorrow. And um, Michelle just threw that together last week. I thought it was really good. Had on the um, ja, Texas to chair, the national chair of um, chair lady, chairwoman of GOP from Texas on with me. Last week, we kicked it off with her and who else? We had Karen Watson on, I believe. Karen Watson was on with me. And hey, you know, I want to get, um, I think it would be great to have June Lamson on. Let's hear from her. Let's talk uh, with her next. Have her on next Wednesday. No, that's next Wednesday. I think I'm traveling, Michelle. But uh, let's hook that up for Wise Woman Wednesday real soon with June Lanson and some of the, the people, some of the other women from um, Palm Beach. I mean, Palm Beach as well. We'll have June on from um, Port St. Lucie. And I can't remember the name of the lady who was the, I don't have it ready, right, ready here of the um, <clears throat> GOP in Palm Beach. I think those would be very good, two very, two very good interviews, two good segments for Wise Women Wednesday. Uh, Michelle, let's, let's get that done. If um, you really understand what we're doing to ourselves, Americans, and hey, we're doing it to ourselves. We are doing this to ourselves. I want you to hear me. We are locking ourselves in the place where we feel as though we have been offended. Are you hearing me? My pastor, I mentioned him for the third, maybe fourth time, but man, he was on it. He was on it. And I always get these pearls of wisdom and I share them with you and I share them across the nation of Offense keeps you locked in the place you were offended. It's a trap. In fact, that's part of the root meaning of offense. It's a trap. And what is happening is the uh, progressives, the socialist Democrats, as they call themselves, Democrat Socialist. That's what Bernie Sanders calls himself. You know, Joe, you know, Bernie Sanders, the one who's in, endorsed, who has endorsed Bernie Sanders. He labels the Democrat Party as Democrat Socialist. You hear me, right? Yeah, that's what he <clears throat> advocates. <clears throat> Pardon me. Allergies sometimes get the better of me. He advocates being perpetual victims. That's why people were, who uh, are afraid and scared and cowering and sheepish. I wish you could have seen some of the hateful tweets back when Herman became sick and then passed away. Tweets were sent saying, I hope all of you get sick and die. Do you know what that was about? It's because they embraced a different attitude toward this thing that we did. And I've told all of you, I mean, you all should know by now, 
every one of us in that picture that was circulating around the world, me and uh, Stacy on the right, Herman, and myself, Herman, you know, is a mentor of mine. Um, when we, when the truth of that came out, I mean, people were just, oh, they seemed disappointed that all of us in that picture had been tested negative for coronavirus because all of us were around the president. Okay. We tested negative and then we were put in a bubble. That's what it's basically called. As you know, we, we, we became secure. We were in sec- we're in a security bubble among each other. And none of us had any COVID nineteen or anything like that. Herman too, or including Herman Cain. Herman Cain did not have COVID nineteen that evening. We'd all been tested. So wherever you got it, you didn't have it that night, but they wanted you to believe that. And so many were offended that we weren't sick. So many are offended. They're disappointed that those of us who are around Herman are not sick. They're they're offended at that. Now, how twisted is that? How sick is that? Huh? We got to get over this. And I'm talking to black folks now in particular. Don't let people take you back to a place that you've been trying to get away from and that's good advice for any anybody out there whatever it is i don't care what it is don't let anybody drag you back to a place where you've been trying to get away from huh look at hey embrace something fresh something new do it. Do it. You at least try something. Can you at least try? Americans, can we at least continue to try this thing, something differently? We took a chance on this businessman, and I'm telling you, up until coronavirus hit, we were booming. The economy was booming. And now they're trying to say that Donald Trump is not doing well because he's the reason for the economy crashing because of his response to COVID. Are you kidding me? And if any of you believe that nonsense about the president saying some bad things about our fallen and foreign wars, don't believe that. That comes from anonymous sources. The same way as the Russian collusion and all of that. Anonymous sources. Aren't you sick and tired of that game? Don't be locked into the same place by being offended. 
over yesterday. Why punish yourself for your past? You can't. I can't. And there's nothing I can do about my grandfather's world. I can't do anything about my father's world. But be grateful that they were willing to pay the price so that I can live in my world. And it sickens me when people try to make this time that time. It's not. It truly is not. You've got it twisted. What we try to do on this show is untwist that. Set the captives free. That's what Christ came to do. And if you misunderstand his mission, it was a political mission because the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were the political voices. They spoke to Caesar. Caesar spoke to them or the governors of uh, the provinces spoke to them and they spoke to the people. Jesus came to set the people free from those religious politicians and that's happening in the church even to this day. Yeah. Set the captives free. Oh, we have churches saying that, um, you know, white privilege, uh, we need to renounce that. All of that type of thing. Set the captives free. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I want to God will bless and keep you all.